do you like? From the floor. From the floor. <laughs> I don't know if I want to sit up or if I want to lay down. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, do I want to Maybe try? Maybe on my stomach? Maybe I want to try laying down. I think I'm going to have to okay, sit up, here. but I can't lay for an hour. We'll see. Hold on. Welcome. Oh, Penny. Oh, no. Okay, I don't think she did anything. <laughs> Welcome, potentially, <laughs> to Conversations in Comfy Pants. I'm Claire. <laughs> I'm Alex. <laughs> and we're on the floor. We're coming to you live on the floor. Um, apparently, I don't have a topic today because Penny is lying <laughs> on my notes. <laughs> well, she did just step on the computer. You have to choose. She's going to be obnoxious in one way is or another. Is it because we're on the floor oh, or is maybe. it because... Uh, I may cat. have given her catnip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably both. Probably. It's okay. Um, Took a picture. Hi, yeah. Penny. How are you? Good. <laughs> How are you? Oh, good. Uh, you know, it's been a week. It's been a week, hasn't it? It has. It's been a short week. And it's only... I mean, we had Monday off. We had Monday off. It's Thursday. It's always. Thursday. Uh, we got the episode posted last week in the nick of time. Yeah, a little. I mean, there's no late. No, we don't have a schedule. We don't have we a schedule. Got it out on Tuesday. We You're just fine. say we just say Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. <laughs> we have the right. We have to postpone. We can do whatever we want. We also can just not do it. We called in sick that one time. Oh, I wonder if the ceiling it. fan is going to be a problem. I don't know. Do you think it's going to whoosh? I don't think so. If you hear a whoosh, it's the ceiling fan. We're hot and we're on the ground. Yeah. Which is quite, which is quite lovely. It is kind of nice. Except you might hear us grunting or like adjusting <laughs> with like a snap, crackle, pop. Yeah. We all... <laughs> Will I be able to get back up? That's the big question. <laughs> Nobody knows. That is the question Nobody we're all knows. asking ourselves today. We'll all find out together. Yeah. Maybe at the end of the episode, that'll be the end. I will get up. <laughs> We just grabbed. Oh, yeah. I forgot to look up things on this day. Oh, yeah. I did. Don't okay, worry. Okay, good. I got, yeah, I went to on this day, birthday. I did birthdays. <gasps> nice. You did birthdays last time, and yeah. then I did people who died. Okay, great. <laughs> I finished my notes Thank one minute you. ago. I'd round it out with. That's okay, though. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Is there anything exciting and new that you wanted to talk about, or should we just... Uh, well, <laughs> I went to besides, Joshua Tree. Besides that we're on the floor. Yeah. As you know, I went to Joshua yeah. Tree. Yeah. And... Did you... Okay, okay oh, Penny. Penny's going to pause the recording. Hopefully not... Oh, oh now she's attacking. Now she's attacking. I had to move her. I'm sorry. Um, this is going to be a cluster <laughs> of an episode. Uh... And it was really fun, and it was really hot, and me and my friend, so they say half the park is after dark, because it rhymes, but also because it's like a dark sky situation, where there's like no light pollution, so you can see the stars really well. Oh, okay. So we waited, and we like watched the sunset, and then waited for a while to look at all the stars, and watch shooting stars and stuff. Ooh, fun. And then... um, this stream of moving stars started moving across the <gasps> sky in a perfectly straight line. UFOs. 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 And then 
they would go like halfway across the sky and then they'd mm-hmm. all disappear in exactly the same spot. UFOs. And then another one happened. What? Like it like kind of petered out and then a whole new string of lights. So like rush hour in <laughs> the yeah. universe? Yeah. 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 <laughs> universe is rush so, hour. Uh, the aliens are among us and come be a guest on our show. <laughs> And that's all I know. We'd and I'm love scared. to talk to you. Um, so, there's that life-changing <laughs> life thing changing that I moment. saw. <laughs> well, the only life-changing thing for me is I tried something new at Dutch Brothers. <gasps> what is it? So, I got my normal. I stayed in my lane. It's it's the cold brew. Stayed so in my lane. I stayed in my lane. Thank God. Um, but it's coconut milk. Okay. And chocolate and macadamia nut. Uh, yum. Because I felt inspired because I just booked my first vacation. Woo! Where are you going? In two years. Um, well, not it's not in two years, but it has been right. two years. Um, Maui. Maui, baby. For a week. Yes, that sounds amazing. And it's actually really cool. The, the Sheraton in Maui, which we've... We stayed up before and we really like because uh-huh. it's like it's right on the beach. Is that the one um, with the penguins? Penguins? No, that's the West, I think. Could be flamingos. Can't remember. I don't carry on. Penguins. It must not be. Some bird. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a toucan? Some flightless bird. Some flightless bird. Um, no, but they had this thing where you would get a discount um, if you. It was like a. Brian was explaining it to me. I was half paying attention. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but it's like you go and you, they give you a bag and a log and you go and you pick up trash oh. on the beach and it gives you a, a discounted rate on your room. Whoa. So going to Maui, helping saving out the, the environment. and getting a discount. Saving the planet, saving the turtles, saving the reefs. Good for you. So yeah. Saving money. Saving money. Everybody Not a lot. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii is expensive. Oh, yeah. So I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's so expensive. But I was um, like, book your rental car now. <laughs> like oh, we $800 did. $800 a day. It, so we got ours for 800 for the entire week we were there. And that's like in quite advance. It's in November. It's that's a, when we're going. It's an expensive boy, Hawaii. Yeah, so there might be a week in November and in October, actually, where we won't have an episode. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Because you're gone. Maybe. Yeah. Fosh. Well, depending the state of the world. But it seems like it's going to happen. Yeah. We're just letting you all know our travel plans. (laughs) Yeah, be jealous. Book some flights. If you care to break into one of our houses, (laughs) here's the time to do it. (laughs) I live with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and you all know that. That's true. And I'm officially locked in Clara's house. So <laughs> that actually I is true. Might not be able to leave. <laughs> Please don't set fire to my house. I do not have an exit. TBD. <laughs> the front door may or may not open. Well, <laughs> <Blue>, it doesn't. <laughs> so um, we will just be recording podcasts the entire yeah, time I'm here. We could oh, just pre-record, and then we won't miss any weeks. <laughs> right. Just get it all done. Oh, hey, listen, I wanted to check in with you on your thoughts and feelings on Pet Cemetery. I am in. <laughs> I have been bamboozled. Jeez. I have been taken on a roller coaster. <laughs> I. She's mad at Stephen King personally. Very personally upset with Stephen King. Um, 
<laughs> how dare you? First of all. First of all. How dare you? Second of all, <laughs> the audacity <laughs> His of you. are full of audacity. Oh. Um, yeah. It is, I think Michael C. Hobbs makes it better, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it's P. just, because I thought I was going to have to um, renew my. Oh, yeah. Whatever it is at the library. Book. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I bet you know, check out. I bet your entire family just laughs at yeah. me when I'm like. When you said, "Did you know that books are free at the library?" My sister-in-law was like, "She was dying." <laughs> Glad I can provide some commentary. <laughs> um, so. We're nerds and we're cheap. The libraries are cheap. <laughs> it works though. Um, so yeah, I thought I had to re- would have to renew it because yeah. I haven't been able to listen because I. I listen during the day when I work, and sometimes it's, I have meetings yeah. or yeah, yeah. Brian's working from home. Interrupts you. And, right. yeah, he'll interrupt or he'll ask me questions, and I miss what's going on. So I just am like, I can't listen to the book when he's home. And then I also listen to it when I go shopping. So if mm, I'm, nice. like, at the grocery store Target. or Target, <laughs> I will have it on and or I'm driving around the car. Yeah. So anyway, I don't think I'll have to renew it, though. Yeah. As long as Brian does not work from home tomorrow, <laughs> we are good. I'm excited for the updates tomorrow. Uh, it is taking me on a roller coaster. It's so good, though, isn't it? It's so good. So good. So good. So good. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Maybe next week we'll do the... Yeah, maybe. You still have time to check it out? To check it out. It's Mine's about... returned, so there's one copy at the library. <laughs> I still have one out. Uh, it may need to be renewed, but who knows? Yeah, maybe next week, maybe the week after. I do kind of want to watch the movie, too. Yeah. The new one with, uh, what's his name that you don't like? Oh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. I don't like him. <laughs> he scares me. He's so scary. He's scary. <laughs> I get scared. <laughs> do you think he knows that you can get books for free in the library? I bet he does. Okay. He seems like a nerd, too. I feel like I need to share this with the world. <laughs> what did you think a library was? I don't know. <laughs> A place for homeless people to go watch porn. <laughs> it always, like, freaked me out because I would get charged a damn 10 cents. Yeah, it's Excuse nice. Excuse me for saying the... damn, but it's how I'm expressing my emotions. Well, the audiobooks are nice because they automatically return, so you never get any late fees. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I was just afraid of the library. Yeah, that 10 cents. That'll that 10 set you back. Cents. Just and then you can never go Jesus. to that library again. Yeah, and then I'm hiding. to a new city. I'm hiding from the librarian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is... I'm opening up new library cards in different people's names because... <laughs> to get... I have to get fake passports yeah. to open a library It's card. a whole thing with me and it's the library. I know, I get it. I'm, you're so brave. Ugh. For um, getting past that. I, I moved past it now. <laughs> library and I. Pals. You and Libby. King County Library System. Yeah, it's the best. My jam. It's the best in the King world. County. <laughs> it's the best in King County, the best for in sure. King County. Are there, does every, here's another stupid question brought to you by me. Um, every county have a library system? I don't want to say for sure, but I'm pretty for sure, yes. King County does for sure. Yeah. Oh, there's. I do Penny. know that. And so does so does um the. Never mind. I can't remember. 
<laughs> the one in D.C. I wonder if you... Oh, the Library of Congress? Yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> so does the Congress. <laughs> the Congress. <laughs> the Congress has... <laughs> can you rent books from... Or check... You can get a library check? card? From the Library of Congress? Mm-hmm. Does it have Alexander Hamilton on it? I don't know. We'll oh, have there to is, go. There is a TikTok I'm going to show you after yes. we're done. Um, that is of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um... <gasps> Drunk dialing. Um, My boyfriend? No, the one who plays uh, George Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually don't know his name. Christopher Jackson? Okay. George Washington. The Smoke Show. Also. Okay. This week. Okay. For the listeners, on Friday, In the Heights comes out, everybody. So check that out on Alex's dad's HBO Max. Because <laughs> that's what I'm going to be doing. Everybody watching on my dad's HBO Max account. Uh, you don't have the, the login theaters. information. Just make it up. He doesn't know. He has no idea. He didn't think he had HBO Max. He goes, oh. we don't even use this. I'm like, yes, you do. You do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you sure do. And you, you definitely will on the 11th. Certainly so. do. Uh-uh. So that's exciting. We love Lynn Manuel, as everyone knows. It's well established. Well I love established. Lynn Manuel. Um, so that's exciting. I'm very excited. I've been looking forward to it for a year because it was supposed to come out last year, but mm-hmm. then COVID, and now, now it's finally happening. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, All right. Can't wait. Cool. Um, Do we so, jump right in? I guess. Yeah. All right. So this week we decided it was a we decision, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, we decided that since we're both watching um, the. Yep. Okay. You were right. Uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> I saw you about to say it. Uh, you were, we're right. both watching Dirty John on Netflix, the second season, yeah. the Betty Broderick story Betty B, baby. just came out. Yeah. And I was like, Clara, why don't we do season one and season two of Dirty John yeah. and talk about the cases? Because they're both so. true. There's true stories. Yes, they're very they're true. They're based on true stories. Mm-hmm. And I found, well, I haven't watched all of the Betty Broderick one, but so far there's quite a few very accurate. Most things actually are very accurate. Yes. And I was doing, so I'm doing the first season, which is uh, John Meehan. It's almost identical yeah. to the, I think it was on Bravo or was it on, I don't know. Whatever channel it was on first, um, before it went over to Netflix, very accurate. Very accurate. Well, it was a, that one was a podcast, the yeah. first one. So I have listened to that. It's yeah. been a minute. But. And it was a, a Los Angeles Times story as well. So good. So good. So let's go ahead and get started. Okay. Uh, I think I should go first. I think so, too. Um, season one. It's season one. So season one of Dirty John. Um, this is going to be hard to drink. I know. Um, and Penny is trying very hard to get into my laptop <laughs> Is there anything in bag. there that's going to break if it falls? No. Okay, Just great. notebooks and I think a deodorant's in there. Oh, she'll smell good at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me. Okay, so. Actually, I think I'm going to adjust. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Old people moving around on floors. Uh, Okay. So. All right. My voice still carries. We're good. Mm -hmm. So. On October 10th, 2014, 
Deborah Newell met a man on an over 50 dating website who would literally change your life. Okay. In a good way? No. No, definitely not. (laughs) So Deborah was 59 at the time with four grown children. Um, She also adopted her niece and nephew because her um, sister had been murdered by her husband. What the heck? Yeah. I don't remember that. So there's a whole side story to that. Yeah. Um, and she'd had, she, and Deborah had been married and divorced four times. What's your give a shit of that real quick, Mike? I can't make this up. <laughs> um, Penny has decided that my notes are the perfect spot. Those, right? I don't need these. <laughs> you know, Penny, can I, can I at least just move it a little bit so I can read? Oh, there we go. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> So, Deborah was a, uh, she'd been married and divorced four times, and she ran a very successful interior design firm in California. Okay. Oh, oh no, she's baby. Stop it. <laughs> she's a monster. She's a monster. You did this. I did. Um, again. <laughs> Note to self, maybe the floor is not the best place to podcast. <laughs> Um, she could do this on the table, too. That's true. She could. Um, okay, I'll just hold your paw. So, <laughs> anyway, Deborah. She almost had it all. She had a very successful design firm. She, I'm just going to hold this. Yeah, that's probably smart. Um, <laughs> she was looking for a man to share this with and spend time with in her later years. Okay. So. I get it. Yeah. She just wanted a, a guy to spend Spend some days with. She wanted to be loved. Everybody wants to be loved. Yeah, yeah. that's my ringtone. <laughs> Will be. <laughs> um, so, enter one 55-year-old stud named John Michael Meehan. 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 <laughs> Their first date was at a really nice restaurant in Irvine, California, and the conversation Ew. flowed seamlessly. Of course it did. He's the, he seemed <laughs> spoilies. Sorry. Um, he seemed really interested in her life, her seemed. career. <laughs> he wasn't. He, he wasn't. Um, and her children, and was like, I want to meet your grandkids, and all this fun stuff. Uh, and she was really impressed with him because he said he was an anesthesiologist. Ooh, he big served money. in Iraq and did Doctors Without Borders. So. Big money and also a good guy. He pretends to listen. He pretends to listen. <laughs> That's all you we don't ask find for, that every day. ladies and gentlemen. Is just pretend to listen, like we're doing right now not. with this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we know you're not listening. Uh, so she literally thought she met the perfect man. Yeah. She invited him back to her penthouse just to you know continue Ooh. the evening and, and so talk and whatnot. Too. Um, but quickly asked him to leave. Because he laid on her bed without Ooh. her inviting him in. Yeah, creepy. Um, and she felt it was a little forward. Which I agree. Yeah. Because I am very much in the mindset of my bedroom is my, like, Zone. safe place. Yeah. Where, even in college, when I had my own um, apartment with my own room, rarely did I let people come into my yeah. my room. It was Your just my little, my little space. So, I get it. Yeah. Um, Deborah. Also, she met him one day. 
Yeah, she knew him one day. Yeah, and he was like super creepy. <laughs> flopping on her bed like, yeah. oh, this is very comfortable. So Deborah at the time lived with her daughter, Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jacqueline was immediately suspicious about this guy. And she didn't like him. Um, she thought she he was a loser <laughs> and maybe homeless. What? Because he didn't dress well. Like that anesthesiology money. Yeah, and he it? always wore his scrubs. Like, everywhere. <laughs> like, even to formal events. That's straight-up pajamas. Wearing scrubs. Um, it just didn't match, like, her mom's level. Right. Because she was, you know, head-to-toe in Gucci Ooh. and all the, you know, fancy-schmancy stuff. Okay. And she also didn't like how she noticed his eyes always seemed to be, like, casing the house, which was filled with, like, beautiful furniture uh. and art and... Very expensive. You know, she's an interior designer, so okay. the house is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and also his pupils turned into dollar signs. Yeah. <laughs> and she was also very concerned because he was way too curious about a safe. Uh-oh. Um, and I couldn't pick up if it was Jacqueline's safe or if it was her mom's safe. I think it was her mom's safe where she kept really expensive designer handbags. We're talking like the shrimp purse would be in <laughs> Okay, row now I shrimp, get it. Row of shrimp purses. Now I get it. With the cocktail dipping sauce coin purse. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, uh, her younger daughter, Tara, felt it's the same, but didn't express it as outwardly as Jacqueline. Okay. Um, Jacqueline was a little bit more outspoken about the whole thing. Because she was living there. Because she was living there, yeah. so she saw it all the time. And, Jack- and Tara at the time was in Vegas. Um, this, when the daughters brought it up to her, it didn't shock Deborah at all because her daughters were always saying something negative about the men that, uh, she was dating. Yeah. So. Well, she got divorced four times. She yeah. might not have great taste. That's, you know. <laughs> no shade no to sh- those out there who've been divorced four times. Yeah. But it, she was, you know, even her friends would say she had, you know, would taste look past <laughs> red flags. Okay. Like, way, like, oh, is that a flag? It looks a little chartreuse. <laughs> okay. Wait, that's yellow. No, is that's pink. Yellow? That's pink? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it looks, red. it doesn't look red. It's like a maroon. <laughs> it's a maroon. F- Ow. <laughs> I just bit it. That looks good. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. She's biting me. Oh, Penny, okay. stop it. Penny. No, I don't know what you're doing. Should we put this? Will this go yeah, up? Yeah, that might be, need to go up. Sorry, everybody. We're um, maybe a little like that. We have a cat we'll that. that is, you know, deciding to. Oh, she's a monster. She's a monster. All right. She's so, high. in November 2014, John and Deborah moved into a home on Balboa Island in Newport Beach. Okay. Um, together. Okay. Mind you. When did they meet? I was just gonna ask. <laughs> just trying to remember. October 2014. Okay. They're moving in together. November. November 2014. Into a new place. Into a new house. Good. The house was in Deborah's name alone, not right. John's, Good. because Good he said he Deborah. had tax problems. Okay. So sure. he did not want his name on it. Deborah kept this from her kids, didn't tell Uh-oh. them that he was moving in and that they lived together, just that she'd bought a new place. And her daughter, Tara, found out. So um, the, oh, oh. <laughs> the other daughter didn't move in with her, obviously. No, so the other daughter stayed in the penthouse. Okay. Um, and so 
uh, Tara found out on Thanksgiving because she found his things in um, the house. Uh-huh. Like his um, anesthesiology certificate and like other papers. And John flew into a rage and was yelling at Tara for going through his things and she was being disrespectful and like yelling at Tara and um, Tara was like uh, getting mad at her mom because it felt like her mom was choosing John over her and not backing up her daughter and not even listening to like reason. Yeah. And what her daughter was telling her. Yeah. So in December of 2014, two months into this relationship. Okay. So much has happened. John accompanied Deborah on a business trip to Vegas, and they decided to get married. Good. So they're married. Good. They've known each other for two months. Yep. And they're married. Good. No prenup, I assume. And I have to say, the wedding photo is the most awkward picture I've ever seen in my life. Can't wait to see it. So awkward. Can't wait. Go to our Instagram, look at it. It's very, very awkward. (laughs) Um, So, in March of 2015... Mm Mm-hmm. Deborah learned that John was not the perfect man. <gasps> you don't say. She thought he was. I am shocked and awed. He had a dark and shady past that was full of lies and deceit. <laughs> lies and deceit. Don't they all? I know. Uh, John, so now we're going to go back in time. Okay. We're going to go back. When John was young. Okay. John was surrounded by illegal activities from the time he was a child. Okay. Uh, his dad was a shady character. Who would file bogus lawsuits and insurance scams mm-hmm. to get money. Uh, also, the bad thing, John was really smart. Oh. Like, really smart. That's too bad. <laughs> and uh, he mastered those illegal acts. Yeah. And kept them going. Good. And got better at them. Family so, business. You know, family business. Keep mm-hmm. it in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, he learned to manipulate people through his intelligence and his good looks. Okay. And to get what he needed. Yeah. Uh, he was noted for intentionally putting glass in his food at a Mexican restaurant. Okay. And then taking a <laughs> bite of his food and then suing the restaurant for having in glass what, in their food. What scenario would glass end up in your food? Unless, like, all the light bulbs just burst. I mean, it could be a broken, like, a broken glass, like a broken cup. Cup. Or... I don't think they just have those over the whatever bean pan or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how Mexican restaurants work. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But he was able to swindle it somehow. Did it work? It, it worked. Him? They believed him. Okay, next next question. Um, <laughs> Who should we swindle? <laughs> Who do we need to what swindle? What restaurant do we want to eat at but we don't like that much? <laughs> that we just want money from. Yeah. Hmm. I can think of some. TBD. Uh, we'll let you know when it works. But I don't want to eat glass. You have to do that. <laughs> I do? Man. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, he would also jump in front of cars and then claim that they hit him. Okay. Uh, that worked That's too. actually always my fear when people are walking on the sidewalk too close. I'm Is like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> and then also in the 80s, he was caught for dealing drugs. But in a plea bargain, he turned in his best friend. <laughs> oh, I do that to you too. Aww. Aww. Besties for life. <laughs> That's friendship. <laughs> the only ship I want to be then, on. What's his name? Lester Holt can do the 
episode, Anya, just like you always wanted. Keith Morrison. Keith Morrison. Lester would be. I would go for Lester too. I'd settle for Lester. I love. I love me some Keith Morrison. I know you do. Um, here we go. Here we go. Okay. So in 1990, John. <laughs> I need that. Give me a penny. I need a different piece of paper. Maybe. You can have this piece of paper. Lay on this one. Lay on your bills. It's my. <laughs> I have to renew my tabs, and I don't want to. Eat so. It. So in 1990, John met his first wife, Tanya. Tanya. And they had two daughters and lived in Ohio. Okay. Tanya was an anesthesiologist. Mm, was she, though? She was. Okay. She actually was. And John showed some interest in it, um, so she helped put him through school. Oh, so he did go to school Yeah, he did go to school Wow, okay. It's got to be In the 2000s. Tanya learned that John wasn't who he said he was. Uh, She had called his mom Dolores, which John had basically said to her, you know, never call my mom. You have no reason to talk to my mom. Uh Never speak to my mom. Uh So she called Red flag city. And found out that John had lied about everything. Um, His name. His name? Apparently his name. uh, His age, his birthday. And that he had a drug charge in California, which was that one from the 80s. Yeah, with the BFF. She also found a stash of surgical anesthetic drugs, which he was not supposed to have on his person. Because they're not (laughs) supposed to leave a hospital. Um, And informed the police who started an investigation on John. Okay. Two years later, John was stripped of his anesthesiologist license. And pled guilty to felony drug theft, but he fled to Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. They'll never catch me. They'll there. never catch me in Michigan. <laughs> but he was caught. Oh. Oops. And <laughs> he is caught. And served 17 months of a six year sentence in Michigan. Okay. So over the next 14, like 12 to 14 years, uh, John got in many scams, cons, and relationships to make money and continue his, his drug abuse. Um, he was arrested in 2014 for violating a restraining order against a woman he was dating in Newport Beach. Ooh, okay. And he was released from prison Good. on October 8th. Uh-oh! 2014. Okay. Now let's rewind. Okay, do some quick Do you math. remember the day <laughs> that Deborah met Mr. Meehan? Two days. Two days later, later, after he got out of prison. October 10, baby. October 10. Okay, well, that's so, horrifying. Yeah. So, Deborah found all this out after after concerns from her nephew, who knew about John's jail time. How? Google. Uh, she didn't have to Google him. She didn't, she didn't Google him. Um, she then went through John's things. And found all of his restraining order documents, um, and along with printouts from a website. Apparently, there was, a, there was a there was or maybe still is a website out there that you can uh, talk about creepy men. Okay. Um, I need to find that <gasps> yeah. website because I've got some things. I've to got say. some things to submit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, there were. Pages and pages of warnings about John. What the like, heck? Don't trust him. He's a psychopath. Ooh, He's... I want to look it up. Do you yeah. think they're still up? Maybe. 
so John was actually in the hospital for back surgery. Okay. And was going to be kind of in the hospital being monitored for about three weeks. Perfect. So she took that time and moved out of yeah, her girl. Bumble Island home. Or changed the locks, which I accidentally did on myself <laughs> today. Um, <laughs> just looked up at Penny. She's got like both of her paws hanging Oh, We're hi. looking at you. You're high. Um, so over the next few months, John groveled and talked his way out of his behavior and had a story yeah. and a reason behind every single piece that of evidence. They do it. And so naturally, she took him back and they moved into an apartment in Irvine, California. <sighs> Honey. But. Been there, though. <laughs> haven't we all um no judgment <laughs> right uh but in march 2016 deborah decided to annul the marriage Great. after john had made threats against her daughter jacqueline okay saying because deborah had snuck out to see her daughter <laughs> she had to sneak which, out yeah that whole thing was like okay didn't... anyway <laughs> um and john said that he would throw Jacqueline in the ocean okay. if Deborah ever did that again. So she goes, Deborah's okay, like, we're done. Jackie can swim, girl. She, she my daughter. <laughs> um, um, also, how, how, like, they were married for two years at that point. Mm-hmm. How can you annul a marriage? I thought that was, like, uh, had to be a quick turnaround. I don't know. Good question. Didn't okay. research that. That's fine. Um, we'll figure that out. We won't. Um, we, we, we won't. No. <laughs> Actually, <often>. Austin, <laughs> get on that. Um, he never actually does. He never does. <laughs> Calling me out, Austin. Okay, you got work to do, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, John then moved to Nevada, but would constantly harass Deborah via phone, uh, demanding money and threatening to ruin her. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, sure. <laughs> she tried to file a restraining order against him because, but the judge denied it because he was in a different state and had never physically harmed her before. If someone else has a restraining out restraining order out on a person, mm-hmm. there should be no questions asked. Sure, you can also have a restraining order out on him. Everybody gets a restraining order. You know what? We're going to put him on an island. So he's always 100 feet away from everybody. By himself. Yeah, of course. All alone. Yes. With no internet. Oh. <laughs> oh. He can't do any schemes. No online dating for you, <laughs> Mr. Behan. <laughs> okay. All right. So. She then completely cut John off, stopped taking his phone calls. I think she even, like, changed her phone number. She changed her work phone number. She, like, you know, did a whole bunch of things to successfully distance herself from him. Okay. On June 11th, 2016. (laughs) I wish you guys could see. Every time Alex (laughs) says a date, she does this little arm dance. (laughs) cracks me up every time. I'm the only one that knows <laughs> and in the I've whole been, world. And I've been doing it every <laughs> single time I've set a that date. makes me laugh every time. On okay. every single episode. Um, so, <laughs> now I can't say a date without doing uh, you, it. You haven't. <laughs> you never have. <laughs> um, so he returned to Irvine. Okay. <clears throat> and stole Deborah's car. Okay. From her parking spot. In front of her office. Oh, her office. How okay. do they know it was John? Security cameras Security. caught it. Security. 
was, okay, great. And this was fine. I thought it was fine. <laughs> it was found a couple blocks away, soaked in gasoline with mild fire damage. <laughs> he couldn't even do it right. No, he couldn't successfully start a fire <laughs> to burn gasoline. Gasoline. Full gasoline. <laughs> Like, what are you doing, how? dude? It's like... How do you... Uh, it's extremely flammable. It's super duper flammable. I do know that. And there's probably gas in the gas tank, so... Boom. It should just... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he uses diesel. <laughs> Damn it, this is castor oil. <laughs> Olive oil? Don't! <laughs> I've been foiled again. Okay. So, August 20th, 2016. <laughs> there we go. Dance, dance. dance. <laughs> uh, Jacqueline <clears throat> saw John waiting outside of her apartment in Irvine. Okay. Jacqueline. Daughter. Jacqueline. Daughter. And called her sister, Tara. Yeah. And said, hey, John is in town. JSYK. Be careful. Yeah. He's, he's a little suspicious. He's not looking so hot. No. <laughs> His scrubs, though, are very dirty at this point. Very dirty. He's only got the one pair. Um, that evening, uh, so Tara returned from work mm-hmm. and parked outside of her Newport Beach apartment. Okay. And as she was getting out of the car, mm-hmm. John approached her from behind and attacked her with a knife. Uh-oh. 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 There was a scuffle. <laughs> okay. But luckily... Tara, Tara was a fan of The Walking Dead. Yes, girl. <laughs> so she had been like, knew how to Go fend off the an attack. Yeah. Via zombies. Stab, stab. Stab, stabby. Eyes, eyes. So she was able to kick the knife out of John's hand. <laughs> Whoa. Rest, get like, it, get girl. him away from it. Whoa. Grab the knife and proceed to stab him 13 times. Oh, my God. Including the final stab. Yeah. Which was in the eye. I knew it. Knew it. She said, and I quote, this is a direct quote from her, I just started stabbing him. I started to push him off of me, and I got him in the shoulder. I also got the last one in his eye. And the last one, I kind of... Did give a second, didn't give a second thought. I was like, I don't want him to get back up. I don't want him to try to hurt me again. If he gets back up, he's going to kill me. Did he stab her at all? Yeah, he got her in the arm. He did, okay. So, um, neighbors wrapped up Tara's arm. Did people see? Mm-hmm. Oh, and she was screaming. Good, and, good, 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 um, good. Making a lot of noise. And yeah. she, like, um, she also bit his hand. Yeah, girl. Um, to, like, so he let the knife go. Okay, okay, um, okay. And they wrapped her wound in a in a um, towel, called nine one one, and then called Deborah to let her know what was going on. And Tara said, when Deborah got on the phone, "I'm really sorry, but I think I killed your husband." Oh. <laughs> That's an awkward conversation. <laughs> My bad, mom. My B. <laughs> My B. <laughs> I killed your husband. Oopsie doodles. <laughs> We call Oopsie Pips. Oopsie Pips. <laughs> but John Meehan, like the cockroaches of the no! world, was not dead. Really? He was alive. I couldn't remember if he died or not. He, oh. 
his pulse returned after <laughs> paramedics performed CPR. Oh, man, it must be tough to be a paramedic and have to save a bad guy. It's like, oh, really? Do I have like, to? You're oh, just like, CPR is now on uh, his knee. Uh, <laughs> staying alive? Staying, staying alive? alive? <laughs> eh? No, um, my dad likes to say, because um, that's what you do that CPR too, yeah. right? The staying alive. <laughs> the same beat is another one bites the dust. <laughs> another one bites the dust. <laughs> I love that even better. <laughs> yeah. So they should have done that, that um, song on him. But a few days later, on August 24th, 2016. <laughs> yeah. John was declared brain dead. Oh, okay. So, okay. And his sister. I couldn't remember if he died or not. Yeah. And since the marriage was an old, um, Deborah didn't have. She wasn't oh. technically the next of kin, so she can't right. be like yank him off yeah, of that. Yeah. Pull the code. Pull from the wall. <laughs> I imagine it's from the wall. The plug. The plug. Where else would it be? I don't know. Unless they keep. They keep the machine. Plugged in, but take yeah. it out of it. Yeah, see, I, I always imagine, like, pulling it out of the wall like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, same. Um, so they called in his sister, Karen, and uh, she took him off life support. Yeah, like so a Karen would. He, he did. He, he did. Mm-hmm. And she had him cremated, and there was no memorial service. Oh, that's sad. Oh, poor John. So... While investigating another murder in Newport Beach, journalist Christopher Gofford heard the name John Meehan and then began investigating and kind of unraveling the story. Okay. Um, I think it was originally just going to be a really small piece, but then as the story grew, he was like, oh, this is going to be big. Um, <laughs> this is a big boy. He contacted Deborah okay. about what he was writing and asked her if she, she and the girls would want to be a part of it. And Deborah said yes. Um, just to get the story out to other women who could be in a very similar situation, yeah, who could yeah. be swindled by, you know, the good-looking man in scrubs. Who pretends to listen. Who pretends to listen. <laughs> uh, so this became a podcast and the long-form story in the LA Times called Dirty John that yes. was released in October of 2017. Yeah. And then it was adapted into a TV show starring... Eric Bana and Connie Britton. Yep. A few years after that. And I looked up, like, where is Deborah today? Like, okay. what is she doing? Yeah. Where is she? Um, so she moved to Henderson, Nevada to be closer to her grandkids. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. She opened a bunch of her... In- she Oh, no. She did not. She opened a branch, 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 branch of her <laughs> interior design <laughs> company. company. And... She met a really nice guy through oh, her friends. No. She was a little hesitant yeah. to like date again after, you know. <laughs> why? <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Um, you know, after her daughter almost got murdered. Yeah. Um, well, it'll take more than a month yeah, before you marry him. He's an antiques dealer. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. And she's keeping his name out of yeah. the public that's because funny. she doesn't want, because of the success of Dirty John. Yeah. And the story, she doesn't want people coming after him. Um, they have talked to the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, the girls like him. Uh, they say he's, he's very much a gentleman. He's good. very nice. He's very kind. Um, but they're still a little wary and a little suspicious, yeah. as one would be. Well, especially when they're um, suspicious and then they were right. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that is the story. Oh, good job. Of Dirty John that was season so good. one. Oh. The whole time I was thinking on dating apps, it should be a requirement for you to get some references. At least yes. one X. Yeah. And you should be able to give them a rating. <laughs> <laughs> or and some sort of review. Why. Yeah, there needs to be a review, review period. Uh, because the first ex-wife, I should have just given him one star. Yeah, one Total star. Total con artist is bad guy. Psycho. <laughs> yeah, restraining order, current. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's realistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be nice. Would I be mean, very nice. I would... I have some reviews to write. Paragraph. <laughs> paragraph. I'd write like a thesis. <laughs> Why he's terrible. <laughs> Don't do it. Just leave it alone. Okay. Love languages. Who needs them? <laughs> well, who's she? Who's she? <laughs> okay. My turn. Okay. So I'm doing Betty Baradarek. Betty Baradarek. Betty B. Um, all right. So... Like I said, I'm not all the way done with um, said TV series, but I'm like maybe four or five or six or seven in. I'm not sure. I don't know how many there are. Yeah. Um, And that paints Betty in a very, um, what would you call it? Like uh, someone you like can feel sorry for. Yeah. Definitely, um... What, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Victim? No. no, not necessarily victim, but just like, uh, I don't know. She's likable, and you kind of can see, like, you take her side a little bit. Yeah, you do. Granted, in the show, she hasn't killed anybody. Yet. Yeah, you, you did text me, like, right when you started yeah. watching it, and you were like, like so far, I'm on Betty's side. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So, um, right off the bat, the, the, the information, all the articles are told obviously by the view of Betty Broderick because Dan can't speak for himself. Spoilies. Spoilies. Dan Dan dead. Dan dead. Which like. Dead Dan. Obviously that's the case for a lot of the stories that we do, but this one just seemed like more embellished. A little bit, like more so than yeah. other ones. Like it was her side, and she kind of got to like manipulate the story however she wanted. She got so. to create the narrative that didn't paint her in a bad light. Exactly, that she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. She was the scorn, and she's been interviewed a bunch of times. Like she was on Oprah, yeah, and stuff. So, anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. Like the views and opinions voiced in this are not necessarily conversation in comfy pants. <laughs> no. Opinion. We do not endorse <clears throat> killing people. <laughs> hard Just and fast rule. Hard and fast rule. We don't endorse Just it. break up. Okay, okay so. Thanks. <laughs> Elizabeth and Biscay. Oh, shoot. Bis- Biscuit? Biscelgia. Biscelgia. Yep. Basilica? Okay. No. <laughs> There's a G. There's a, definitely a G. Okay, no. so Elizabeth was born on November 7th, 1947. We'll just call her Betty. We'll call her Betty. <laughs> I get it now. 
Elizabeth. Jeez. See, I didn't realize that Betty was a nickname for Elizabeth. Me either. I was like, how? why are we calling her Betty? Her yeah. middle name's Anne. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> her middle name's Anne. Get it together. Okay. Why are there so many Elizabeth Anns Elizabeth Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth. <laughs> she's also a pasta. Okay. <laughs> she's also a pasta. <laughs> she's a fusil. <laughs> she was born in 1947 to a strict Roman Catholic family who yeah. essentially taught her, go to, quote, go to Catholic schools, be careful um, dating until you find a Catholic man, mm-hmm. support him while he works, and be blessed in your later years with grandchildren. Okay. So, for the most part, she did exactly that. Mm. Um, she graduated from the College of Mount St. Vincent. Okay. Would you know, St. It's a Catholic liberal art, arts school where she got a degree in early childhood education and a minor in English. Um, in 1965, Daniel T. Broderick III, <laughs> he locked eyes across the crowded room with Elizabeth, uh, Betty, We'll call her from now on. Um, Betty lived in New York, but she was visiting with her friend. She was visiting Notre Dame mm-hmm. um, to, like, watch the big game, probably. I'm not Something. Sure. Something. Go visit Touchdown Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was uh, at a party there, whatever, with a friend. So, woo! Catholic parties! Anyways, he comes. <laughs> They're just taking communion over and over again until they get drunk. (laughs) And then some guy obviously gets drunk and goes, watch me turn water into wine. (laughs) Okay, so um, they're both at the party. Dan comes up to her and like in the most cringe move of all time, he introduces himself as Dan Project MDA. And she's like, well, what's an MDA? And he says, medical doctor, almost. Walk away from anyone who comes up with three letters after his name that don't exist. (laughs) Cringe city. Okay. So he said that he would be attending Cornell University's medical school in Manhattan the next year. La-dee-da. We get it. You're fancy. So um, the conversation at that party was ultimately brief. Um, and Betty thought that he was a nerd. <laughs> she said he had long, skinny sideburns, round tortoiseshell glasses. You're talking geek city. Geek city. <laughs> That's what she said. He probably had a library card. <laughs> he probably had two. Uh, anyways, again, that's what Betty says. Okay. Um, and my beef with him was, not only was he a huge nerd, allegedly, allegedly, but he was also shorter than her. Oh, which is that's a the worst sin of all, all day, in my opinion. Sam already short. It's really hard uh, to find someone oh, who's shorter so than me. Oh, it's so bad for you. I know everyone's taller okay. than me. <laughs> uh, okay, despite um, her basically calling him a nerd, a geek city. Um, Dan kept in touch with Betty while he was still at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. He sent her telegrams and letters. <laughs> He's just Morse coding it. Um, and then, and then he called her when he moved to New York uh, that uh, the next fall. 
Cool. Um, so Betty said that he was very ambitious. He was intelligent and very funny. She said, uh, and I am those three things. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh yeah, Betty. Betty sure. Uh-huh. We were from the same kind of background. We both wanted the same things in the future. Did you know? Wealth, social standing, and a large family. Okay. All I wanted was to be a mommy, she said, and that appealed to Dan. He promised me the moon. The guy asked me to marry him every day for three years. Did he, though? Did he, though? Did he, though? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Guys don't do that. Uh, No. And when they do, that's a red flag. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Say no. Okay. Um, So whatever the real story was, they got married in April 1969. Winky. And... Betty said that before. Was it April 20th, 1969? Yeah, for 20, 20, I don't know. I just wrote April. Well, Um, let's pretend. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They got super high. (laughs) Betty said that even before the honeymoon was over, uh, everything had changed. He stopped courting her and began to basically treat her like 50s housewife. Well, yeah, because he locked her down. Locked it down. He doesn't need to like, like her anymore. Yeah. Um, on I'm the kidding, honeymoon, from a married person perspective, <laughs> that's why I'm not married. Um, so on the honeymoon, he like let the maids go at the house or hotel or whatever that they were staying at, and he was like, "Well, Betty, you can just do the cooking and cleaning." And she said, "I'm sorry, what? Uh-huh. I don't think you can do that at a hotel. No, no housekeeping. Don't do not disturb, sign. Yeah, well, yeah, but then it's not like." It's not like Betty's going down to the industrial, like, washing machine and doing a load of whites. We don't know. It was the 60s. That's right. They probably had a Maytag. (laughs) In each room. In each room. Um, So she said she immediately began to feel trapped um, and that her life went from bliss to disaster. (laughs) Betty claims that she threatened to leave, but changed her mind when she found out that she was pregnant. Um, with her first bebe. Bebe. Kimberly Broderick arrived on ja- in January 1970. Ooh, that's a quick turnaround. April to January. Nine months. I have no idea. But she was a month early, though, and Betty and Dan were just utterly unprepared. Um, and you have nine months to prepare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one month, really. That's yeah. what did you win. Um, so the baby spent her first month sleeping in a dresser drawer, which <laughs> I included because same. I mean, <laughs> that seems very comfortable. <laughs> Wait, you slept in a dresser drawer? <laughs> yeah, I was more than a newborn, though. Um, <laughs> Imagine like a twelve-year-old Clara in a in a dresser. I was like three in, a, in an armoire. <laughs> it was like a, a makeshift trundle bed, kind of, but it was like a, it was a drawer. It was a full drawer. drawer. <laughs> uh, At least you had like a pillow. Yeah, and, and a mattress and a blanket. <laughs> Probably a blanket. Okay. Anyways, around this time, um, nobody closed the door when you were sleeping. Someone left this drawer open. <laughs> Yeah, like this is messy. This is messy. <laughs> Someone's gonna trip. <laughs> okay, it's a fire hazard. <laughs> no, my locked door is okay. Um, around this time, Dan decided that being a doctor was for poor people. And so, 
<laughs> yes, because that's exactly what I think of when I think yeah, of doctor. Me too. Doctors are so, so poor. He decided to become a lawyer. Oh, well. And he was going to... Everybody loves lawyers, right? <laughs> They're super honest, typically. I mean... Uh, he wanted to get into the medical malpractice field. Which... Ooh, to, un- to sue the enemy is to understand the enemy. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Betty said, I'd vote for being rich any day, wouldn't you? <laughs> like he was not rich as a doctor. Maybe he just wasn't a good doctor. Oof, yeah. Or he was just swimming in student debt, probably. Ooh, that could be a cheat. Which, yeah, I've heard law school is pretty cheap. Yeah. Okay, so... It's a bargain. <laughs> they moved to a small working-class community in Massachusetts Ooh. while Dan attended Harvard, because he's fancy. Fancy. And... She was pregnant for Again. the second time, economically strapped and envious of Dan's involvement in the outside world. <laughs> she said she wanted out, but again, she was pregnant, so yeah, she right. hung on. Um, they were basically super poor, barely scraping by. Um, turns out law school is expensive. <laughs> you do it. You do it. Okay. Um, Dan finished school. Uh, right about the same time that they had their second kid, and they moved to San Diego, where Dan got a job at a law firm. San Diego. Pow, pow. Friend of the show, San Diego. Friend of the show. Good friend of the show. Good friend of the show. Um, and anyways, at that point, Dan started raking in the dough. Uh, he... Betty, at one point, she started working again. I think she was, like, a teacher. Um... And, but she realized that her salary didn't even cover childcare, so mm. she was just going to stay home, not work, take care of the kids, as people did in the, we're in the 70s now. Um, and then Dan started his own practice, um, and they basically were living very well financially at this point. So, a big turnaround from how it started. Oh, good. Dan's brother, Larry, said that Betty threatened to leave Dan a hundred times over the period of their relationship. But um, Larry said that the more it would happen, the more he would just tune it out. (laughs) Which there's nothing that's going to piss off a woman more. Than just tuning it out. Not listening when she's trying to yeah. leave. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. Like, uh-huh. mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. 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 In <laughs> September 1983, Dan hired an assistant. Named Linda Kokina. 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 I, I don't know. Kokina? Kokina. is most fun to say. Um, and Betty would mark that date as the date her marriage dissolved. <gasps> Linda was a 22-year-old former stewardess from Salt Lake City. Mm. She was bright, organized, and engaging. Despite the fact that she hadn't been to college and couldn't type... Dan promoted her to be his personal legal assistant. Of course. Yeah. What more do you want in an assistant? And I bet she <laughs> was beautiful. She was a hottie with a body and she was 22. So <laughs> that'll do it. So Betty started to get sus. A little suspicious. A little suspicious. On Dan's 39th birthday, Betty was like, oh, I'll go to his office and surprise him. It'll be cute. But Dan, uh, no, but when she uh, got there, she found a cake that had been partially eaten, champagne and balloons on his ass, but no Dan Hmm. and no Linda. (gasps) Linda. (gasps) The receptionist said that they had been gone for most of the day. So Betty stormed home, piled Dan's clothes in 
a pile, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> in the backyard and lit them on fire. Light the clothes on fire. Burn, baby, burn. Burn, burn baby. Burn um, those Brooks Brothers suits. <laughs> and uh, a little over a year later, after Dan's 40th birthday, okay. Dan moved out. Um, he said he was not involved with Linda, but he did say that he was unhappy. Mm. Which is, yeah, usually when you move out, yeah, you're usually. unhappy. Mm-hmm. So uh, Betty slowly began dropping off her kids at his house, like one by one, <laughs> to like prove that parenting wasn't easy and he couldn't just like move out and have like a whole new life. So she treated her children essentially like breadcrumbs. Yes. A la. Hans breadcrumbs. What was the thing of like, who did the breadcrumbs? Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, they got eaten mm-hmm. in the end. So hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she first dropped off the oldest daughter on an Easter. I'm not sure which year. Um, and when they got to Dan's house, no one was home. And so she just left her daughter there. What? And she had to wait outside for hours for her father to get home. Did anyone believe in, like, the key under the mat scenario? <laughs> Not when you got a crazy ex, baby girl. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, and eventually she did this with all four children. <laughs> like, one by one. <laughs> and you get another child. <laughs> Good luck. And another child. <laughs> Good luck with Dan the fourth. Oh, look, there's number four. <laughs> in June, she broke into the into Dan's house. She when broke in, into the house? She broke into Dan's house. That's why you don't leave the key outside. Okay. Went into his bedroom and shattered the mirrors and spray painted the walls, curtains, and the fireplace. All black. Oh. In September, Dan filed for divorce. Uh, but this did not stop Betty. Shocks. <laughs> no. Shocks all around. Um, she came into Dan's house and found that someone, quote unquote. Someone. <laughs> Linda, had made Dan a cream pie, which was his favorite. Mm. Um, so she took the pie, uh, she brought it up to the master bedroom, and she smeared it all over the bed. As one does. That's a waste of a perfectly good pie. Well, so she did take a chunk and eat it in okay. the shell, at least. Yeah. Well, at least she had a bite. <laughs> uh, four days after that, she threw bottles of wine through two windows and smashed the sliding glass door. Again, waste of wine. Waste of wine. We don't waste wine on the show. Don't. So Dan got a temporary restraining order, but um, Betty violated it right away. Of course. <laughs> By swinging an umbrella through a large window in the kitchen and smashing a new toaster. Can you believe it? <gasps> the nerve. Not the toaster. The audacity. <laughs> In November, Dan filed criminal contempt charges against Betty, and at one point, he even had her committed to a weekend stay at a mental hospital. Ooh. Yikes. When Dan sold their house that they had lived in together, Mm -hmm. she drove her Chevrolet into Dan's new front door. Oh. That's rational. Yeah, seems okay. In July 1986, Dan Dan made the divorce final. Um, He was paying her... $16,000 $16,000 a month. Holy Moses. And, like, what's that called? Spousal support? Uh, yeah. Like child support child with your spouse? Yeah, I think it's spousal support. <laughs> it also have, could be child support. She didn't too. have the kids, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it's probably spousal support because she didn't have a job. Right. 
So, um, but that did not improve Betty's behavior towards Stan. So she was calling and leaving really vulgar voice messages on his phone. Um, and it was like, it got so out of hand that he was like, okay, listen, I'm going to take a hundred dollars out of your monthly, um, allowance, <laughs> allowance. <laughs> you're um, going to be for fine. Every profanity that you leave on the voicemail. And at one, one month she ended up owing $1,300. <laughs> she owed money. <laughs> she owed money. After 16,000. That's Jeez. a lot of naughty words. Okay. So. <laughs> Everything of all time. So Betty claimed that Linda was sending her rude mail. For example, Betty received a photo of Linda and Dan with a note on it that said, eat your heart out. And she also began to receive ads for wrinkle cream and weight loss products in the mail, which is the best prank of all time. That's so funny. That's so funny. Because all you need is somebody's address. Uh huh. That's great. And it's like, well, yeah. I'm 22. Sorry, 35 year old wrinkly lady. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Whoops. no. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Betty also claimed that Dan and Linda were ruining her children. Um, the youngest daughter dropped out of high school, and Dan disowned her and wrote her out of his will. Oh. And then he asked the oldest daughter to move when she turned 18. Oh, geez. But. I mean, he eventually gave in and paid for her college. Well, you know. So anyways, it was a father bad divorce. Father of the year. Yeah, father of the year. It was not a good divorce. No. But in April 1989, Dan and Linda were married. Mazel. Mazel. Dan did hire undercover security guards, but he refused to wear a bulletproof vest, as Linda had suggested. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go with my tux. <laughs> It's um, gonna make me look bulky. <laughs> I don't want. I have it. been working out for this. That's uh, my cover bun. <laughs> About seven months later, the oldest daughter's key to her father's house was found to be missing. No, I bet it didn't go under the mat. Yeah, it did not go under the mat. He had given all the kids strict instructions to guard their keys with their life. Oh, gee, I wonder why. So. Just before dawn on a Sunday, Betty got dressed, got into her car, and drove to Dan and Linda's house in San Diego. She used her daughter's key to let herself in. <gasps> That's I know. where it went. Did you see that coming? I doubt it. Doubt it. She walked up the stairs, creeped into the master bedroom, and after her eyes adjusted to the dark, she shot a 38 revolver five <laughs> times. I imagine her sneaking like the Grinch. Yeah, like high steps, high steps, pointy hands, point to the toe. Oh, yeah, definitely a pointed toe. So, um, one of the bullets hit the bedside table, another went into the wall beside the bed. She's a terrible shot, but three of the five bullets did hit the sleeping couple. Okay, one hit Linda in the neck, and another in the chest, and the third went into Dan's back, tearing through his right lung. Betty heard Dan say, okay, okay, you got me. <laughs> Very casual. Yeah, super cash, just got shot. Okay, okay, fine, yeah. you got me. And she said that he, like, he sounded like he, she didn't even hit him or whatever. So um, she, on her way out, she ripped the phone cord out so he couldn't, like, make a call. Um, 
So I'm not super sure how they caught her. Probably they found the dead couple and knew exactly who to go for. But, probably. Um, they probably had their suspicions. Yeah, but they didn't have a hard time catching her. So um, lots of women wrote to Betty telling her that, like, well, we don't condone murder per se, but we understand. And we're like, we, we get where you're coming from. Yeah, we're low key on your side. <laughs> So her defense was that she had been a battered wife, claiming that um, she was driven over the edge by years of psychological, physical, and mental abuse. Abuse. Abuse at the hands of Dan. Um, And the first trial actually ended in a hung jury because two of the jurors held out for manslaughter. And so Betty was retried a year later. She had the same defense attorney and prosecutor, but the jury came back this time with a verdict of two counts of second-degree murder. Mm, Guilty! Guilty! She was sentenced to two consecutive terms of 15 uh, to life, plus two years for illegal use of a firearm. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, She is serving her sentence at the California Institution for Women Mm. in Chino, California. Uh, in January 10, her first request for parole was denied um, because she did not show remorse and didn't acknowledge wrongdoing. <laughs> oh, boy. She was denied again in 2011 and in 2017, and she will not be eligible again until January 2032. Well, if we still have a podcast, we'll, let <laughs> we'll you know. update you in 10, 11 years, I mean. <laughs> we should probably be like 80 something. Uh, yeah, I think. So she was born in six. No, she was born in forty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll be old. Old. (laughs) She'll definitely be old. old. Yeah. So the like I said, the show it like makes it it kind of like makes Dan out to be this um, like bad husband who's like ignoring her and she's like with him through all of met in law school and then once he gets successful he like doesn't want her anymore Mm -hmm. so I don't know I don't know it's probably a little bit of both probably to be honest yeah Um, makes sense but it's a very good Netflix series you should watch it I haven't finished it could be watch both seasons yeah 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 um yes yeah so as we end all of the episodes now now Starting as of last week. Um, I've got some on this day. Yeah, girl. Facts for, uh-oh. Oh, did I do the eighth? I hope I did. <laughs> Nobody's going to fact check. Well, okay. I think I did the eighth. If I did another day, I'm sorry. But I'm pretty sure I did the June eighth. Uh-huh. Okay. So, start with on this day. Okay. Uh, in 1789... <laughs> I can't not do it. I know. Like, like, now I'm very, like, aware that I'm doing it. So. <laughs> you do it every time. 1789. Okay. James Madison. Okay. Introduces the proposed Bill of Rights. Oh. To the U.S. House. Jamie Mads. Jamie Mads. Uh, in 1984, Ghostbusters yes. is released. Yes. 1994, mass murderer Joel Rifkin Uh-oh. is sentenced to 27 years. That's not enough. Apparently not. <laughs> uh, in, and in 2020. Yeah, girl. A former astronaut who was the f- first but <laughs> who was the first woman to spacewalk. Yeah, girl. Names Kathy Sullivan. Get that moonwalk, no Sully. Uh, is also 
this was in 2020, is the first woman to reach the deepest point <gasps> of the ocean. Ooh. Which is the Challenger Deep in Mariana's Trench. Wow. That's cool yeah. and horrifying. So. I'm not sure which is scarier, space or deep I ocean. Know. Or both. Both. Bad. Yes. Be, I mean, you can't look. You don't know where any where what's down there. There's definitely aliens in both. Okay. So I think I'll go to deaths next, so that we end kind of on the okay. Happy. Great. Okay. So I had to deaths because I don't know. Uh, deaths. Yeah. 1809. Thomas Paine died at age Payne. 72. He was the voice of the American Revolution. Revolution. He wrote Common Sense by Thomas Paine. <gasps> I've been reading Common Sense by Thomas Paine. That's the only reason I know that book. Yeah. Uh, Former President Andrew Jackson died on this day in 1845. R.I.P. At 78. Oh, he's old. Um, For 1845. In 1859. Yeah. Walter Hunt died at the age of 62. Mm Mm-hmm. He was the inventor of the safety pin and the sewing machine. Oh, God bless him. Yeah. I might like that as, yeah. a, as a crafter. Oh, no. <laughs> I've outed Clara as a crafter. <laughs> I'm a nerd and a crafter. <laughs> She's a nerdy crafter. Oh, um, but I'm thrifty. In 1924, on this day, George Mallory and Andrew Irvine may have died. <laughs> At age 37. Oh, and why I say right. May yeah. is because they were mountaineers who died on Everest okay. during the second British attempt on summiting Everest. Okay. They're not sure if they actually summited oh, Everest got it, got it, got it. Um, because it was an attempt and their remains were not found until 75 years later. Okay. So, and hmm. they don't know if they actually made it to the top. Right. Or if they, and they were... They died on the way down because right. there was no way for them to communicate. Yeah, I get it. And in 2018, we lost Anthony Bourdain. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a toughie. So birthdays! Yay! Happy yeah, birthday! Good call doing that backwards. To <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright, who's not checked. He was born in 1867. HPD. Uh, 1925. Former First Lady Barbara Bush. Barbie. We love a Barbie Bush. <laughs> Barbie. Um, 1977. Kanye West. Oh, Kanye. Yeezy. Yeezy. And 77. Then, okay. My okay. personal favorite Olympian. <laughs> Remember when I was going to do all Latvian like jousters? <laughs> I brought in a French Canadian Olympian. Okay. Um, Alexander de Patti, who is my favorite French Canadian diver. I love diving. The only diver I cheer for <laughs> in the Olympics. So, <laughs> happy birthday, Alexander de Patti. De Patti. De Patti. Let's have de Patti for de Patti. <laughs> no. And then go to de And then go to de Patti. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have any this week. Should be back with some next week. Probably, hopefully. Maybe. Okay, love you, me. Okay, love you, me. Goodbye. From the floor.